Welcome to the Connor Churlin Podcast, where I, Connor Churlin, meet up with a musician, hear about what makes them tick, what kind of experiences they're bringing into their musical journey. And on today's episode, we have our first music producer, John Moran, a music producer, songwriter, guitarist, photographer, sound engineer, community leader, and friend to many. John and I met a few months back at a show in my neighborhood where I played, and we've kept in touch ever since. And with that many titles, you might wonder, how could one possibly be so good at all of these things well wonder no more john is as kind as he is capable and talented and in this episode we talk about swim club an artist collective of dozens of artists putting out a new song each month as well as a new song that john came out with recently called over you which is out everywhere now and without any further ado please enjoy john moran how do you say your last name (laughs) It's Moran, but uh, I was just in Ireland. They say Moran there, which always feels kind of weird, like going back to the place where the name comes from yeah. and saying it wrong. So like, we went through customs and my dad was like, it's Moran. Here, say Moran. <laughs> like, go to the counter and the guy there is American and I'm like, Moran? Yeah. It's Moran. <laughs> yeah. He's like, cool. <laughs> before you shake people's hand, they're like, yeah. what's your name? Be like, but, but before I tell you my name. <laughs> Let me hear your you, accent can, first. <laughs> can you tell me where you're from? Yeah. Okay, great. It's it's, Moran. It's weird going through customs and sounding unsure of how to pronounce your own name. Yeah. You feel very suspect. Yeah. Um, But yeah, John Moran. Yeah, you probably, yeah, you probably look suspect too. You probably look like a spy. Red flag, yeah. Yeah, immediately you forgot your (laughs) your secret identity upon arriving. What did they tell me in witness protection? (laughs) You didn't even get to the country. (laughs) You're already messing it up. It was tough. Um, John Moran, do you have a middle name you want to share? Uh, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Irish. Very Irish. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Okay, great. Um, you uh, produce, came out with a song recently. You are part of a group called Swim Club, which does not involve swimming in public spaces. Not yet. No, but it'd be tight, and we should consider it. We should. <laughs> we should We should really consider it because it's summer. We, we were going to do a release show at a spot uh, that had a swimming pool. Okay. But well, let's just, let's just talk about what say, say what Swim Club is, and then sure. we can talk about this idea. <laughs> yeah, so Swim Club is a recording collective based in Los Angeles. We have 15, 16 different artists that are on our roster, and we'll get together and do uh, recording sessions where everyone starts with nothing. Wow. And we have people from all different genres, which is crazy because, I mean, you get a rapper and an R&B artist and an indie artist and a folk singer in a room, and it's... Mm-hmm always surprising what comes out yeah you really have no expectations everyone makes something that's kind of in the middle which is really cool having that many people get together who are talented and have no trappings of their past sounds or musical styles it's just like all right we're doing something different yeah and i can sound like whatever i want to sound like today so we have gone from you know making hip-hop songs to songs that sound like classic rock to songs that sound like the band air who none of us really listen to they're awesome but like that's not someone that any of us would classify as like our biggest reference yeah but somehow coming together you end up with a lot of like french disco from like the early 2000s like this is appropriate nice but yeah we're a community-based recording collective based in la and putting out a lot of music we just put out a new song called uh see-through and we had the last song from our recording sessions coming out in two weeks on july 14th wow so this is the first ep five songs we we did them all in one weekend Jeez. we've been putting them out yeah one one every month and it, i've seen other artists who have done this and yeah 
ours are actually very good. We're all really good at what we do. So cool. it's cool. It's not like the time really limited our ability. It's just kind of that uh, idea that work is never finished. It's just torn away from you. Mm-hmm. We tear it away really early, yeah, yeah. which is hard. Yeah. Um, and a big exercise in letting go and trying to practice being prolific. Yeah. But this first collection of songs, this first EP, Swim Club Volume 1, Volume One, is called The Future's Wet. Nice. So pools will definitely be in our yeah, future. Absolutely. Um, because so far it's been remarkably dry for something called Swim Club. Right. I'm not even sure anyone knows how to swim. Can you swim? I can. Okay, great. But um, everyone else is I'm up in the air. I have no idea. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Uh, do you, with with that many people, I mean, we, we've talked about this a little bit before about like the importance of splitting up roles when it comes to group projects and being like, we're not, like, there's seven of us here. We're not all going to be on lyrics. We're not all going to be on like one thing at a time. We're going to like split up yeah. and like work off of one another a little bit more. Like, how do you assign people roles if if there's like like both like there's like three people who are really good at lyrics but only right. only one person can take the slot this time we tend to divvy up work pretty early on um and it depends on who's there and what people want to do sure so sometimes we'll have someone there who's a great lyricist and they'll be like today i only want to play bass cool like, cool we'll have you on bass today nice no lyrics you know and, and they'll have thoughts you know yeah, no yeah. one is like <laughs> yeah. i'm great at lyrics i just want to play bass I hate that line, but I'm just going to let it go. Like they'll, yeah. they'll jump in. Yeah. Um, it depends on who's there. We do a lot of, you know, figuring out like what is the thing you're most excited about today Yeah. to keep it really fun. Um, and then the time constraint is a huge influence. Yeah. So we'll have a few hours to write a song and create an idea. So we'll mm-hmm. make sure that if, if someone's working on an instrumental, be like, all right, we need this done today. Yeah can you three go outside and and write this song? Can you go write the lyrics? Like we have the melodies down. We just need words so that we can record the vocals in an hour. Right. Um, Once we have, you know, the structure hammered out and everything. And that tends to take care of itself. Yeah. Um, Because time is so vital and so essential. It's like, we just need to keep moving. Yeah. Um, If someone's excited about lyrics, take care of it. Right. And I'm fine just letting it be what it is. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, you really just have to know who's in the room and how to trust them to do what they do best. Yeah, that's fascinating. I could see how that would be so rewarding and so difficult. I think one of the hardest parts of collaboration is knowing what to let go of and being like, I mean, like this isn't actually yeah. a, a hill worth dying on. And then being able to like poke in and be like, I actually feel really strongly now. So, but being able to right. like practice that level of like finding your own threshold and being it's like, hard. yeah, being like, I'm going to let that pass. I'm going to let that pass. That's that ship is too wide to pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it is a challenge. And there have definitely been a lot of moments of tension and hurt feelings, yeah. which I think is really healthy. Yeah. But it can be really challenging when people want to die on the same hill, but for different sides. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, you have to choose what, what you care about the most. Right. And if someone else cares about something like really, really deeply, they're like, no, we can't use that word. We have to use this word. And yeah. you're like, I could go either way. You just kind of let the, right. the most passionate voice take it. Right. Cause if they feel that strongly, probably someone else will too. Right. One of the challenges is that people have such different instincts. Mm-hmm. If you're coming from the folk genre, 
the songwriting style is going to be very different from if you're coming at it from punk rock. Right. Although there's a lot of overlap between those two. Right. What one person thinks is best might not be what's best for the other genre. Right. There's a lot of, I love A, I love B, we can't meet in the middle, let's figure out what C is. Yeah. And That's interesting. That tends to lead you to more interesting places that you wouldn't have thought of on your own. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I've noticed that there's like certain subjects get covered in certain genres more than others. So for instance, I've like I've been listening to a bunch of rap recently mm-hmm. and a bunch of like there there's a lot of songs that are just bragging. It's this is right. this is bragging. And it's like, I'm cool for these reasons, and there's there hasn't been someone like me. There will not be someone like me. And yeah. there there's only me. That's like, I'm, I'm the guy. And being like, that's awesome. That And that doesn't exist in the folk genre. And like in the, in, in, in no, the folk it genre, it's often <laughs> like, I'm so, I'm honestly so insecure. And, yeah. and I, deservedly so. And for these reasons, and uh, these are things that have happened to me that like show that I'm not the guy. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure one of the coolest things about collaborating with people, especially across those two genres, is seeing someone who writes self-deprecating things all the time all of a sudden start speaking powerfully, or like yeah. someone who speaks very powerfully all of a sudden speaking reflective and being like able to cross that boundary and be like, "Wow, right. you sound really cool in that voice." And now you're now now the song sounds even more balanced because mm-hmm. you naturally brought bragging in, and then you reflected. Yeah. And d- have you had some of those cool moments? Absolutely. I mean, even just genre switching. Yeah. We have uh, one member, Alfred Nomad, who mm-hmm. uh, you may have met, who is an immensely talented rapper, MC. He's one of the best performers I've ever seen. Cool. And uh, on this most recent release we put out see-through mm-hmm. he sings and it's his first singing record he doesn't Whoa. rap at all there's <laughs> no rap on this on this whole album and it's so interesting having been his live sound sound engineer a few times mm-hmm. like i just haven't heard his voice like this wow and it's so uh delicate and fragile and it's like you need that comfort of people you know well mm-hmm. who build you up who like you know raise your voice in a way that you like to make yeah. you comfortable enough to try something different like that. Yeah. Um, which is really cool to listen to. Doesn't work for everyone. I mean, I have not started rapping yet. Sure. And yeah. I think that's in everyone's best interest. Sure. I, um, so far, who knows? No, I think that'll probably <laughs> stay the same, but I do like working. I like working brags into songs. I yeah. mean, I, I just put out a song where, the sentiment is, I'm so over you. This relationship is horrible. I'm so over you. I can count a thousand better ways to waste my time Ooh. than spending time with you. That's strong. Which I think is a great flex yeah, because yeah. like, no one ever really tries to count to a thousand. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I did this at a show recently. I said this bit. I was like, no, like, be honest. None of you guys have ever counted to a thousand. And one guy in the crowd was like, I did it. I was like, no, you haven't. <laughs> You liar. <laughs> get, get out of here. I didn't invite you get to this, this show. Get this man out of this show. <laughs> Security. Yeah. Do you have a do you have a brag that you've put into any of your songs that you like? Ooh. Yes and no. I've I've recently been I I feel like I recently was alerted to the fact that I don't brag in anything mm-hmm. <laughs> that that I that, that I write because like my introspective self 
doesn't feel full of itself. It's like very, it's my inner voice is largely self-critical and, and being like, okay, well, what if we just play with the opposite thing and be like, okay, well, what can we brag about and be like, oh, I have certain, like, I have certain things that I can brag about. It's like, I am more self-aware than the average man. (laughs) I'm so self-aware of being able to be like, be like, oh, like the, the, like smallest little brag is actually very nuanced. That's your brag, dude? I'm I'm so (laughs) self-aware. Uh, no, yeah, I know yeah, myself yeah. better than anyone else does. <laughs> better, better than most men. It was an interesting thing because I was like, "Oh, this is actually like a real struggle for me." Like that—that's—that's that's what it showed me. Where I was like, yeah. "God, that's the best I can do," and being like, which again, like immediately switching back to the self-critical voice, but being like, "Wow, it's like really hard for me to just like throw something out there because I'm immediately like, oh, that's nonsensical. That doesn't." That doesn't fit. Again, it doesn't have to be real. But I mean, you should just write something that's awful that's all brag <laughs> just to get out of that zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the worst song you've ever written. Make it yeah. make it horrible. Don't yeah. think about it being good. Just yeah. brag the entire time. Yeah. All right. You won't do it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. It will be bad. I'll be like, oh, yeah. What's another bad song to add to the pile? You know. That's fine. Yeah. They're mostly bad. Yeah, that's fine. While we're talking about mostly bad songs, I have my general stat since I began was roughly like one in five songs being good. I feel like now that I've like grown, I feel like I'm roughly one in four. I can like I can always save a song into mediocrity. It's hard. Like I, it's it's pretty hard to like a hundred percent of the time raise raise a song to like oh that's that's a that's a great song. Like, right. do you keep that kind of stat for yourself or? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, but I've had a realization recently that I really like, and it's helped my workflow a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's realizing that artists need to give themselves permission to just be awful. Yeah. You need to be able to write nine awful songs to get that one good one. And yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I get really frustrated when I talk to or work with artists who are just like, their inner critic gets involved in the process too early. Yeah. It's like, no, just finish that song. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. But yeah. like, how cool is it that you get to make that bad song? Like yeah. how fun is it that you get to spend your time right. making that terrible song that you never want to put out? Yeah. That's like a cool experience. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get very intimidated by the thought that every song they write needs to be good. Yeah. And I think that's really unhealthy. Yeah. You have to just <laughs> let those songs it's, be bad. Yeah, it's way too much pressure. Yeah. To put on yourself. It makes for the worst writing experience, too. It does. Because then you're immediately like, every line has to be good. It just feels so good to be able to, like, throw something out there and be like, yeah. you know, s- sometimes a, a line that you throw out thoughtlessly is just as good as a line that you really struggled over. And it's Absolutely, like, yeah. So why not just try to keep writing more thoughtlessly and eventually be like oh i'm effortlessly good like that would yeah that that would be a cool sequence to grow i definitely am in the shitty first drafts camp let's just finish the song Mm -hmm. and accept that a lot of the lyrics are going to change yeah this is the first pass maybe we'll end up loving this line yeah maybe it's just something that's going to bother us so much that we'll need to change it really urgently before we can keep listening to it. But like, let's just get one awful draft done and see if we want to move forward with it. Yeah. I like being bad at stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of adventure and and exploration and like, all right, I'm not good at this, but let's see what happens if I try to do it. Yeah. 
I think that's really fun. That's fascinating. Most people don't think like that. They should. <laughs> I know that they, <laughs> they should. They should. <laughs> it's very healthy. <laughs> it's how children learn to walk, do yeah. every single thing. Is they're just like, oh, learning's fun. Like being yeah. bad is fun. And like, how how do you feel like? Or where do you feel like that got imparted into you? Went to school for music. Mm-hmm. I studied guitar. Mm-hmm. I got really good at guitar. I would play, mm-hmm. you know, six to eight hours a day. Yeah, which is kind of a crazy amount of time to dedicate to anything you know i would be cooking dinner and i would have my guitar on my back and i would like you know stir fry something and flip it around and practice my scales and then flip it back around and keep stir frying but i got really well-worn uh muscle memory with guitar that when i pick it up i don't feel inspired i don't feel like i'm treading any new ground i don't get excited right so i started playing piano a lot more because I'm not very good at it. Yeah. And for me, that's way more fun because I'll just mash the keys and be like, that's a cool chord. You're right. I yeah. don't know what that is. Right. And that's been way more healthy for me. I- I've gotten a lot better at piano mm-hmm. because I put a lot more practice into it, giving myself permission to be bad at it and just enjoy it for right. the sake of what it is rather than feeling like I need to be an Olympic weightlifter. You know, the right. the... the thing that kills me about guitar is i'm not as good as i used to be yeah so when i pick up a guitar i feel like when you haven't been to the gym in a few months sure and you go in and you pick up the weight that you used to lift and you're like <laughs> oh, this is a heavy weight this is really heavy and you're like kind of looking around and you see yourself <laughs> in the mirror and you're like i'm looking pretty scrawny right yeah. now and all these guys know yeah <laughs> like you always have this weird self-consciousness about it but yeah, piano, I have no expectation of being a great pianist. I just like doing it. So yeah. I have a lot more fun and I can hit a flow state that I enjoy. And I like that a lot. Yeah. It's interesting, this idea of exploring, because you talk about like touching the fretboard and being like, this is old ground. Like yeah. I'm, I'm ev- everything that I do reminds me of something I did. When you hit a new instrument, there is this feeling of like I have no I have no memories associated with this. And so like every time I hit a new chord or a new interval, I'm like it feels entirely new. Right. Um, and I think that that like the, the idea of exploring I've I feel like this is a trait that I got from my dad who's like very much just like okay, let's see. Like let's like I don't I don't know how to get home going this way, but let's Let's just take yeah. the road and let's see. I mean, I guess I would hope home is like that way, but like, I don't know. And like kind of this attitude of like, are you looking to get home soon? You got a date? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. And just <laughs> and being like, why don't you want to get home the fast way? <laughs> right. And being like, I don't know. Just... Yeah, you learn something. You spot yeah. some new things if you explore. Yeah. 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 Guitar, I feel like I know the map really well, and anything I don't know, I should, and that sucks. (laughs) I should, and I'm ashamed. It feels bad. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, everyone knows that (laughs) I used to be way better. I'm a shadow of my former self. I'm like, no one knows that, but it's always kicking around in the back of my head, and it kills me. Yeah. So when you're you're in all these rooms for Swim Club, you are a songwriter, Mm -hmm. but you're also the role of a producer. Can you explain what that means? and how it's different. Sure. I've realized in the past couple years that as a producer, one of my favorite ways to operate is if I'm working with an artist, we start from nothing. Mm -hmm. If they come in with a song that's amazing and I love it and I want to produce it, I I will do my best to produce it Mm -hmm. um, to the best of my abilities. 
so often when you do that, you are working in favor of their feelings. And it's an mm. interesting service position, you know, where you're working in service of the song as you always do. It's really your taste at the behest of their tastes. Mm. I've never used that word before. Behest. Yeah, that's great. We'll, we'll stick with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love starting from nothing. Yeah. And I'm a really good engineer. I'm a good producer. I can set up the sessions and get things going. And a big part of what I do is I pull out the things where I'm like, that's cool. Let's move this around. And when you're recording really fast, a lot of what you do is arranging. Right. You know, you will record violins all over one section and then you'll move them around and put them where they sound best or feel best or yeah. give you the best emotional quality. As a producer who's also writing the music, it's great to be able to jump in and say like, that's not, I hear what you're trying to say. Yeah. That's not it. Hmm. Let's tweak these lyrics. Let's work on these and make them you know, more tailored to the feeling that you're trying to express. Right. For Swim Club in particular, again, because time is such a constraint, it is really helpful if anyone can jump in at any time and just like write. Mm -hmm. The actual lyric writing, I think, is one of the most challenging parts. Right. Being able to jump in and say like, all right, I can, I can see you guys are burned out. Let's switch ideas why don't you work on this part and I'll just crank out some lyrics for this. Mm -hmm. um, especially sitting at a computer. Sometimes if you switch gears from one thing to another, you're right. just like immediately creative. Right. You know, you're like, all right, I haven't been accessing this part of my brain. I'm just going to jump in and go to town on this one idea. Yeah. So like we have a song that's coming out. We, we had a bunch of drafts of it. It's called like water. Uh, I'm still working on the mix for it. We made the instrumental. We did a bunch of vocals and then we just sat and talked for like an hour cool. about different things we liked about the songs, different yeah. things we were feeling. And I just wrote three verses for it and we picked two of them Wow! and move forward with that. A big part of it is just trying to move forward as fast as you can. Yeah. So if songwriting is needed, I'll jump in on songwriting. If guitar, bass, keys is needed, I'll jump in there. Yeah. It's cool being able to be flexible, keep a session moving forward. Yeah. When you describe to like, someone's mom like what a producer is what what's like your your like webster's dictionary definition my favorite way yeah that people seem to really understand yeah is a music producer yeah is to music what a movie director is to movies it's a diverse role you yeah. know someone can come in with a script or a song mm -hmm. and you'll say i love this i want to do this in my style yeah or some directors, you know, Tarantino has a very distinct style and he writes all of his scripts. So some, some okay. producers do all of the songwriting. Yeah. It's, it's a very wide ranging job. Yeah. Can include everything from writing out budgets for a proposal, including, you know, studio time and everything, which I'm sure wow. you're doing right now with sure. your upcoming album. Right. Or making beats and just sending them off to singers. Wow. Or... It's you know. Are there other tags you want it to be? that like get added on? So there's like the the like writer director like who who would, who would be yeah. kind of like the the like songwriter producer. There's like the but then there's like the DJ Khaled you know who's like executive producer. Right? Yeah yeah like, yeah. He yeah gets you the know right people together. Yeah yeah yeah. So I'm yeah I'm trying to to get words around like how broad and I I, I do I do think that the director analogy is helpful because it is it can mean so many things because it's one piece of a job. And a lot of people like 
if if this person was creating proposals for budget for the the record you would still just call them the producer right which is like funny because it's like well those are very different jobs yeah (laughs) yeah versus like hip-hop where you're making the whole instrumental track Mm -hmm. and like the major label scene where it's like you're writing a budget for an entire album yeah you know maybe booking studio time and shaping the songs right very different yeah types of positions that's fascinating so part of the confusion is because it's used so interchangeably producer is a broad term and i think in movies it's broad too that's why a lot of times someone will be like my brother's helping fund this i'm just going to give him a producer credit right or someone funds the movie, so they just give them a producer credit, and then right. they become a producer. Right. I, it doesn't quite operate the same in music. Sure. Um, executive producer is no longer a position as much. For the Swim Club tracks, it's primarily myself and uh, one of my collaborators, Maddie Bedrosian, who do all of the music production. Nice. And we work together a lot. We're sort of the executive producers. Even if one song is Maddie does all the production, Right. we'll still consult with each other if a song is like I'm doing all the production and mixing, I'll still bring it into him and be like, this sucks, dude. I don't know why. Can you help me like figure this out? It's a, we're both in the executive producer position for the music at least. Yeah. Let's move out of your, out out of, out of the swim club world and into the, the, the John Mo world, which is as, as you are known on Spotify and the Instagram. Yep. You just came out with a song over you. You've come out with many songs under under John Mo. D- does John Mo have a specific identity, a specific voice? Is is, is this like an actual alter ego or? Uh, no, this is. Uh, so my name is John Moran. Yes, and there are a million of us. Yeah, in Ireland and the U.S. <laughs> Mostly in, in Ireland, in Latin America too. Wow. But if you look up, if you Google search John Moran, yeah, there's doctors, lawyers, there's a famous auctioneer, John Moran auctioneers that Love is that. constantly auctioning off like priceless paintings and I can't compete with that in SEO. Priceless. And it'll paintings. be like John Moran auctions off the latest de Kunig painting and I'm like good for him. Can't beat that? No. Sold for 28 million dollars. I'm like, really? okay. That's incredible. That's, that's the kind of thing that I'm competing with. So that's I was the kind like, of fame right. that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of fame that I'm up against. That's tough. So, yeah, I, I changed names uh uh this year. I was going by a few different monikers and I settled on this one because it's been my Instagram tag since like 2015. It's and good. I was like easy to spell. Easy to easy to spell and I show up on search results, which yeah. is more important now than it was when Oasis chose the name Oasis. You yeah. know, not a concern. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there's an alter ego. I listen to a lot of artists where I am so impressed by the fact that they put out music, you know, album after album after album that is stylistically so consistent. Yeah, use the same instruments. The writing sounds really similar. Yeah, all all of their production and sounds are like identical right and i'm so impressed by that because i i know i can't do that Mm -hmm. i want to play around with other things i get excited by all of these different genres and i want to make projects in each one of them yeah i've been working on a nocturnes project that's all night music yeah nocturne number six i really like it i i i named i numbered them I, i had like 23 of them that's I've only put out one. I have a full album that I, I need to hammer you're, out. You're not even supposed to name, right? You're just you just number them, right? Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it feels a little. I, I always get bothered when artists just number things, sure, and I'm like, ah yeah. oh, man, I forget the name of the song. How do I like Childish Gambino put out an album where I'm like, I think I like 
37-36. Yeah. You know, every one is just yeah. time stamped. But I love being able to explore all these different genres. So this song I just put out with Sarah Yu and Alon Lilly mm-hmm. is pop. It's yeah. pop, R&B. It sounds like SZA. Like, I love it. Yeah. So excited by that. Yeah. Nocturnes are like indie, sad night music. Yeah. I'm putting out a, an EP called Sad Disco. Nice. And it's all sad disco. Um, <laughs> Appropriate. Which is really fun. Yeah, I have another one of those tracks is coming out, uh, I think the 17th or the 19th of July. I, f- cool. I forget which one it is. It's a prime number. I'm confident of that. It's yeah. in the teens. Yeah. And it's not the 13th. So yeah. it's one of those two. Perfect. That was a great um, way to remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. I was, yeah. ta- I was telling my friend about that. He's like, do you only release music on prime number days? I was yeah. like, not a thought. No. Yeah. But it it could be a thing. It could be a That'd thing. That'd be a cool like deep cut. Very specific. If you like, yeah, you're like oh yeah, you know this artist. I'll yeah, really, build yeah. up a following, and it'd yeah. be like, oh man, there's a prime number day coming up this month. I wonder if there's a new release coming yeah, out. <laughs> that's tight. Be a weird way to condition people to pay yeah. attention to prime numbers. Yeah. But yeah, I really I love exploring. I love listening to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many projects that are like simmering on the back burner. I have a western album that i've been working on too that has five tracks on it that i love Love harmonicas and strings and all that old like italian library music kind of sound nice but yeah i have a i have a hard time sticking to one sound and you know maybe it's one of those things that the older i get the more i'll just settle into one thing yeah but for right now the exploration of all these different genres is really creative and exciting for me yeah i mean you you might settle into one sound but there are older artists that i know that have only gotten more eclectic and weirder as time went on i love that yeah it's 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 great if you do have a sound that follows you throughout your whole life and it continues to sustain you and you enjoy it and like it feels good and it feels like you like that's cool i think that's a crazy expectation to have on yourself especially because again like as one who also cares about exploration like sometimes you'll like start singing in a particular genre and you'll be like i feel like i've already written the song so and then you'll like switch genres just as like a thought and then immediately you'll write a song in like 30 minutes you're like cool so that's called inspiration yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the genre consistency works really well for some i i was listening to the renettes a couple days ago their first album introducing the renettes i don't know uh you know them uh be my baby do i you want to sing it the night we met, I knew I needed you so. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah. Yes. So won't you please be my baby? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one. That song's great. <laughs> their their whole first album is like, be my baby. Will you be my baby? Like, yeah. do you love me? Yeah. I, I love you. Like all different tracks yeah. that are just like, is this the same song? Yeah. Like if you look yeah. through the track list on there, it's like they're they're all just one word off. Right. But they all include baby or love yeah. or like, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, all perfect. It's all like just incredible like '60s pop. Yeah. But you, do you feel like you you fall into a particular genre more often than not? Or yeah, but I also feel that that changes pretty regularly. Like within a couple of years, I'll find I'll find something new that that. I'll, I'll start to morph into I didn't and what's also I think interesting is that w- the songs I hear in my head are or like how I think Morrissey sounds is really different than how Morrissey sounds 
and like how I think the national sounds is really different. So like when I'm trying to do a Morrissey impression, it turns out really different than yeah. anything that Morrissey ever made. And I'm like, <laughs> right. and I'm like telling people, I'm like, no, it's like Morrissey. They're like, it is not at all <laughs> related That's to funny. Morrissey. Um, so cool. I, I was, I think a lot of people are really shy about trying to make songs that sound like someone else. Yeah. And they don't understand that they have this whole lifetime of experiences behind them that, yeah. you know, your experiences in Morrissey's are so different. Right. So when you go to make a Morrissey song, it's not going to sound anything like him. Right. So it's fun being able to, you know, sometimes pick an artist and be like, all right, today, I mean, a few days ago I was writing with Meredith and I was mm -hmm. like, let's do Beach House. Cool. Let's write some Beach House music. Yeah. And we just wrote full guitar arpeggios yeah. and like that bittersweet, sticky, summery kind of feel. Yeah. And it was super fun. That's great. Just being able to pick something and be like, all right, neither of us do this. This is out of our comfort zone. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I love that. I, I feel like the, the experimentation is such an important piece but oftentimes when i write in a more experimental way i don't attach the more personal lyrics to it because it doesn't i feel like i'm putting on someone else's identity mm. in order to to be a part of it right. so I, I feel like I'm, I'm writing things that are slightly less personal which i'm totally fine with do you feel like you find your voice more so in particular genres yes okay i mean any indie or rock genre feels more at home for me yeah I was in denial about it for a long time when I was learning how to play. I was like, yeah. I had a teacher who asked me what kind of music I make one time and I was learning flamenco guitar. I mm -hmm. was, you know, learning how to make hip hop beats. I was yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And I told him 16 different things that I liked and he was like, okay, don't ever say that again. <laughs> don't ever give anyone that answer again. He was like me, I make hip hop. When people are looking for a hip hop producer, Whoa. they know they can call me. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. So I, I'm indie. The music I make is indie, and I Whoa. do different variations around indie. You know, I just put out a song that's indie pop. The swim club stuff is anywhere from like indie R&B to indie folk. Yeah. You know, but it's like I just attach indie to the start of everything. Right. I am not someone, though, who feels the great need to make everything deeply personal and about myself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do have that inclination where it's like it has to be authentic to me yeah like we can tell stories we can make up stories and and make them about whatever we want and that's pretty fun yeah i love writing music that's about my own experience yeah i love writing music that's about the experience of life yeah and all over the place yeah um i've been working on another project you know i'll have like four or five songs that are like 80 percent done and i'm just like i don't know if i need to focus on this one or this one but i've been working on a project called the immortals mm -hmm. and it's all really unlikable protagonists people cool. who you just don't like to hear like from. the movie immortals uh i haven't seen that because it has very unlikable protagonists it, really yes, it's a bad movie <laughs> okay very tough i'll have to check that out uh no you don't it's not it wasn't worth the time i like bad movies they're fun uh yeah it's a um, marvel movie and everyone was like what <laughs> five main it's like six main characters are trying to introduce yeah. at once and you're like you just don't care is that like all action stars yeah, basically, and okay. but like hardly anything. It's it's a tough man. But anyway, your your project, my also project, called so, Immortals. so my project is called the Immortals, and it's like different people who are just telling you how great they are. It's mm -hmm. it's a bunch of bragging, yeah, you know, and uh, goes from like there's one guy who's talking about getting canceled, 
for yeah. doing something horrible and he's blaming the world for it. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. You know, you you know that this is not a good person the entire time right. you're listening. Yeah. There's a song about uh there's one called Divorcing Reality mm-hmm. where the narrator is talking about all the reasons where he's just decided to go insane. Cool. And it's fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another good example on there. Uh, one of them, these are all weird narrators, so thanks they're for cool. bearing with me on no, this one. No, they're cool. But, I like it. Uh, one of them is uh, a guy on stage at a TED Talk mm-hmm. telling you how to be more like him. Yeah. It's called How to Fake It. Yeah. He's like, I bet, I bet you love me. I bet you want to know how I made all my money. <laughs> and it's just something that you like and you hate because you know who he is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've heard this guy talk to me a million times right. in different Twitter spaces right. and on Clubhouse. It's mm-hmm. Like, I'm <laughs> the most brilliant person on the planet. Yeah. My perspective is incredible. Let me tell you why I'm right about the world. Yeah. That's the dude. He's singing the song. That's interesting. That's a very, that like, that feels like a way I could approach bragging. To like to you like Im- Im- yeah. embody a character that like yeah. that you know brags and it's mm-hmm. and you don't dig him. Yeah, that's a very that's a very interesting way. These are very uh, great brainstorming ideas. I think these are really They're good fun. song prompts. Yeah. Do you ever approach songwriting with prompts? Yeah. Yeah, I have a buddy who writes poetry very prolifically, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you know Micah. Micah yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So like, he has so many prompts. Like when I when I go to, I've been going to a lot of um, open mics for poetry. It's just such a different genre. So they they, I just kind of try and classify what each poem is. If like if I were mm-hmm. to like condense like. Well, genre wise uh no just like what what is what is the the subject matter if, if i were to like do a do a quick log line it would be like girl feels used by boyfriend or like writer feels scared to write or like just just try to like really sum it up in like one thing and being like okay let's try and just like let those be like prompts to move and being like okay how do we embody these things like micah has a, a poem that's just a list i mean being like how's a list a poem like that's, uh, yeah, that's like a cool a, being like how 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 does that count? And and then just playing with the idea of like how lists, like what what lists would I find beautiful? And being like, okay, let's go ahead and list some of those things. Yeah, so I really like prompts because prompts are like a quick way to detach. I, I think one of the problems with collaborations a lot of the time is that person with the strongest emotion gets gets to own the topic mm. and then everyone has to guess around a person's personal experience. Mm. So it's like, oh, you had a hard weekend with your uncle, okay? And that's yeah, really burning in your in your mind, okay? So now I have to hear, like, I have to, like, really focus on, like, hearing your story and also try to, like, internalize that and then, like, recycle some of that language back to you. And you'd be like, nah, that's not it. And be like, <laughs> I just did a bunch of active listening. I feel like I really heard yeah. you. And, like, so it, it feels more like uh, like tarot reading compared to, like, songwriting, which is just, like... right. The prompt is outside of us, and our ability to hit it is outside of your like. You are not the barometer. Like n- no, no one individually holds the ability to like say whether or not you like hit or miss by like a big amount. They'd be like, right. yeah, that like fe- it either like feels good or it doesn't. And it's not like you're not the lord of the prompt. <laughs> you know that right. the prompt exists outside of you, and so it's easier for everybody to to collaborate. One of the problems that I had without I was doing a lot of co-writes without prompts, and they were just all turning out into like why this person was being ghosted by yeah. this person. 
And I was like, fun. Yeah, they were, they were, I was like, oh, they're all the same because everyone's Especially problems. Especially have a stable home life. Yeah. Or just a stable life in general. Then <laughs> but, it's like, I have nothing to say. Have like, a very like, yeah, stable Yeah, let's home dig life. into this drama in your life because this is going to be a more interesting topic. Right. Do you ever write to song titles? Ever write to song titles? Not for a long time. No, I normally title at the end. But That's a good one. Yeah, that's cool. That That's one, that's one I love for different genres or trying to write like a different artist. Yeah. It's big in pop. A lot of people love this one, but you know, say say you want to write a song like the National. Yeah, you know that's your that's your goal. Right. One thing that I love doing is saying like, all right, what are you know ten to twenty song titles right. the National would write? If I yeah. was looking at the track list of their unreleased album, right, what would the songs be called? Right. And you write them all out, and it's fun to you know go through like, all right, well, what books would they read? Hmm. You know, and you can yeah. kind of find the books that you think the national would read or their audience would read, flip, flip them open, go to random pages, find cool quotes, wow. find cool titles, you um, know, get whatever very specific thing you think yeah. makes sense for the national and their, and their audience. Yeah. And then start strumming your guitar, start playing, start writing some chords. Crazy. And pretty quickly you're like, this feels like title number six. Whoa. <laughs> You know, this feels like this one. So I'm going to start writing with that in mind. Cool. And what's great about writing all these song titles down is they don't all have to be song titles. Mm-hmm. You can steal all of those little phrases That's lyrics for different lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Where you're just kind of like strumming and trying to figure it out. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to sing song title three, song title seven. Yeah. And we got a verse. Wow. You know, and yeah. that's really helpful. I learned that from a teacher who wrote for uh, five seconds of summer. Cool hyper pop you know and his trick for writing music for a largely you know very young teenage audience of women right was to buy cosmo and any other you know magazines that you imagine a 12 or 13 year old girl would read right and just pull song titles from the headlines that's so smart my god so smart right that's so smart it's not even a you know, because the title is a headline. Title is a headline. Yeah, and you can find all kinds of cool subject matter in there. And it's not cheating. No, you know? these no. Are, these are just ways to make they songs said happen faster. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, all right, what do they care about? What are they reading? What's an interesting article yeah. in here? What's crazy, you know? So like That's fans so of The smart. National would read, I don't know, man, something serious like Dostoevsky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just like crack that over and you're like, all right, chapter six is called a bird in the hand that's yeah. a good national song you know yeah. what what whatever it is that was a really good um, that was a good, good improv right there that was really good it sounds kind of like them i don't strong, know yeah velvet rope yeah soup yeah. i don't know <laughs> velvet frame yeah velvet frame is yeah. that a song of theirs no but if uh, you said there you velvet go. and there's a frame down. there yeah, you go yeah. uh, but yeah that's i've always found that to be a really fun way to write things and to write them quickly yeah and you come out with songs where you're like that sounds nothing like me yeah it's the best thing i've ever done cool strongly recommend doing that yeah that i think that's a fascinating phrase is it sounds nothing like me it's the best thing i've never done or it's the best thing i've ever done because so many people myself included i will let me just say i i want my self to be the thing that elevates myself Mm. and the idea that actually detaching from myself and like exploring and interacting would actually be the thing. Like it's, it's very, um, 
it feels impersonal. It feels like self-forgetfulness a little bit. Like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's like a very interesting thing where I'm like, oh, I can see why that's so hard to do for multiple reasons. One, because you actually like have to let go of your ego and be like, right. be like maybe the thing that's like keeping, keeping me from sounding how I want to sound like is like me. And like, how do I, how do I drop me and all right. of this and like embodying other people embody like, yeah, this is very, this is very, this is very interesting. I think so many songs, especially the best songs that you write, feel like they don't come from you. Yeah. If you write a song and you're like, I think this is an incredible song. This is great. This doesn't feel like mine. Mm -hmm. This just feels like a great thing that exists out there. It doesn't matter if it's you, Connor, who wrote it. Yeah. Or, you know, me, John, or <laughs> me, Tarzan, you jam like that whole thing, you know? It, it doesn't matter what identity is tied to it. What matters is that it's a great thing that can exist on its own. Right. So if you kind of inhabit a different experience or personality or whatever it is to get there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, Over You, which just came out, that's a pop song that is written for Sarah Yu. Mm -hmm. I wrote a lot of lyrics on that. We were both going through breakup breakups at the time. Yeah. But it's really her experiences in there mm -hmm. more than mine. Yeah. It was so fun to write and inhabit that and just yeah. write things that were true for her. There's so much of me in that song, but it's also something that can really belong to her as the performer. Right. And can really belong to anyone who listens to it because, you know, there's not my identity that's so deeply tied to who that protagonist is. Right. It's just a yeah. true story. That's interesting. Is there a particular line that we should be looking out for while listening to Over You? The one that people always giggle at yeah. is um, it's in the second, the end of the second verse a very serious verse, you know, like a lot of I'm in my feelings. And then the end of the verse is like, I think it would be best. And you expect in your head, you're like, I think it would be best if, you know, we parted ways. Right. But the way that fit the rhythm and everything best was, I think it would be best if I kept the dog and keyed your car. <laughs> I'm so over you. And then it goes right into the chorus. <laughs> and it's like, really good. just this, you know, like sweet sounding, like, I think we should not be together. <laughs> I think it would be best. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like so, so over the top at the same yeah. time. It's like, I'm keeping the pet. Yeah. I'm wrecking your car. The line that I think was most true to her, and I hope she doesn't mind that I'm sharing the story, but uh, a guy she was seeing stayed up all night in a bar with his ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. whose name was heaven and there's a line about you know heaven wouldn't help you yeah i hope she'll take you back yeah that was a really fun double entendre yeah that's a really that cool line probably doesn't make sense thank you it probably doesn't yeah. make sense for most of the people who are listening to it no, but it's, it's, it's a good line regardless but it's true enough you're like yeah. all right i i see you know kind of what they're getting at here yeah. but it's a literal woman named heaven yeah yeah, yeah. who yeah wrecked this relationship yeah um it's like i hope heaven takes you back yeah amazing yeah but it's cool i mean like like heaven couldn't help you is like a very yeah i i feel like that's not a phrase you've ever heard before but you'd be like oh there's no amount of miracles that could help this person right and being like that like that that's like just the, like the book interpretation yeah but it's like 
it would feel so much more 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 personal to the person singing it of knowing right. that it that's an really actual person. It was really fun to work that in. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, there's a whole story yeah. attached to that line, and it works as something else. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. really cool. There's so many other things. Do you still do mixtape monthly? I do. I'm I'm a month behind. Okay. Um, I I put tons of music on them, and my thing has been. I want them to be like a CD you'd play in your car. It's yeah. a mixtape. It's 20 songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's what would fit on a Maxell CD2 or whatever those were. Right. I put like 60 songs on them every month. Wow. And then I cut it down to 20 and I put them in an order that feels really good and is fun to listen to. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I have probably 60 something songs on the next mixtape monthly wow. and a lot of them are by my friends cool which is awesome that's I, fun i love their music yeah it's really cool stuff that people are putting out but it makes it really hard to cut it down because i'm like i need to now spotlight you're out your all of these friends. people i'm cutting out my own friends i have music of mine that i want to put on there you know i want over you and i want see through and all these right. tracks on there but shoot do they all fit like yeah. am i a bad person if i cut off this person's song and i put this one's on yeah no one really thinks about it that sure. much but yeah. they're fun for me to make and fun to listen to the most recent one is leaned pretty indie rock heavy and i i like a little more variety so i'm yeah trying to mix it up nice add some more mini ripperton or something great yeah um are there are there any particular traits or like type of person or like yeah, like what, what 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 type of person do you feel like would lead to the best experiences of like mm. collaboration, making a good song together? I love when people know what they want, know what they like, and are also willing to experiment. Yeah, and down to try new things out. Yeah, uh, and start from zero and make things that are bad. Yeah, I love when people are down to make things that are bad. Yeah, you can make something awful and be like, cool. Let's not do this next time. <laughs> Let's make something really good next time. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure that like we're not embarrassed about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think people who have a clear sense of their identity, there are a lot of artists who know they have good songs, know they have good music, but don't know where they want to take it hmm. or if they want to take it somewhere. In music in particular, I've worked with so many artists who are insanely talented make me feel embarrassed about my own abilities. But they have never made the decision that music is what they want to do. Right. And they're really hard to work with because they're so good. Yeah. And so indecisive. For me, I think anyone who treats their music like a business and is dedicated to it and recognizes how much work goes into making a song, they're great people to work with. Yeah. When other musicians are looking for someone to partner with as a producer what should they be on the lookout for what should be a red flag what should be reasons to step away i think listening to someone's credits making sure that's a sound you like Mm -hmm. great yeah for yeah i mean for production i think that's the main thing everyone always wants to experiment and try something new you know If you're a pop producer and you want to try getting into hip hop or R&B, but you don't have any credits, that's a hard transition to make. Yeah, Being clear on what the producer has done and what you want yeah. are really important. Yeah. And making sure those two things match. Yeah. And making sure that that person is the right person to get you there. Yeah. Um, for production, one of the most important parts of my role is knowing the right person to call. Yeah. 
I do a lot of things. I, I, I'm good at a lot of things, but there are so many musicians and artists that I know who are just great at their thing in particular. Right. You know, I can play bass, but I know someone who can really, really play bass. Yeah. You know, I, I can do X, Y, Z, but I know people who are so much better at each one of those than right. me. So a great part of my role is being able to say like, all right, I know I can do this for you, but someone else will be able to do it so much better. Right. And I think production is the same. You know, if a songwriter comes to a producer and they're like, I don't know what I want. Can you just finish this? It's like, no, you, you should you should know what you want. Know what's missing. Uh, figure out, you know, I, I want drums on this song or I want X, Y, Z on this song because otherwise you're kind of trying to chase a feeling and you don't know what it is. Yeah. I always think that's important. Rapid fire questions at the end. Do you have any book recommendations? Any, oh. any anything that's really moved you in the last year, year and a half, two years? Um, I've been on a big Cormac McCarthy kick. Okay, been reading a lot of dark books. Okay. So, In Cold Blood by Truman Capote was fantastic in the last right. year. Um, when I first started it, I was like, "Oh no, this is the first <laughs> podcast." That's what this is. This is true. It's true crime. Oh, really? So okay. the whole time I was reading it, I was just picturing like a college educated white woman like, yeah. and the details of this crime are still a mystery. And I'm like, yeah. no, this is not. I hate that. Yeah. But it ended up just being the most incredibly written book. Cool. And then I've been reading tons of Cormac McCarthy. I read The Passenger. I read Blood Meridian. Sorry that he passed away so recently. I'll probably mm. read All the Pretty Horses next. Cool. I read The Crossing also. But- I just love the way he writes. His prose is incredible. Love it. What about you? Do you have any book recommendations? Uh, I'm in the middle of Siddhartha right now. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that. Um, and it's nice. Um, it it splits itself up by chapter really well. Like There's like very clear characters that like enter and exit at chapter breaks. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just very clear what happens next. And you're like, yeah, yeah this is called this person. So that's what happened you're like you're interacting with this person do you have a best or worst um gig experience you want to you want to share real quick to to tie us out best and worst gig i'll just do one gig great there because there there are ones that are way better than this and way worse than this yeah, yeah but just a great credit you know part of my credentials resume what have you uh i played on a festival bill as a one-day festival um and i was one of the acts that went on before Tedeschi Trucks Band and Eric Clapton. Cool. So always been on my resume, you know, yeah. open for Eric Clapton, Tedeschi Trucks, huge. Yeah. Um, I played early in the day, though. It yeah. was a very family-friendly festival. Yeah. So when I played, the entire crowd was seven-year-olds hula hooping. Jeez. Just as far as the eye could see. Yeah, love There that. were so many hula hoops at this festival, yeah. and it was all just children hula hooping. And so we fun. were playing, like, rock music that was really fun but not at all for them yeah great credit weird show <laughs> <laughs> that is a good high low um yeah. well great uh john moran uh on instagram as john mo j-a-w-n-m-o also on spotify newest song over you it's a it's a killer it's a killer it's a big pop jam great so thank you for having me yeah my pleasure thanks for yeah. coming to my living it's room nice talking to you I'll appreciate it out.
Thank you kindly for listening to the podcast. It's really just an excuse for me to meet amazing people and learn from them. So if you like this episode, feel free to take a look at some of the other artists I've talked to, or let me know if there's someone in your life who's a musician that you'd like me to talk to next. You can learn more about my music at ConnorCherlin.com or find me on Instagram or Spotify under Connor Cherland, C-O-N-N-E-R-C-H-E-R-L-A-N-D. All right, see ya.